0: episode two of the brain cell massacre podcast
1: so um obviously i'm your host ava Levivitz, and today i'm here with
0: aaron levovitz
1: um and basically this episode is just reviewing the black dahlia murder so i did a lot of research for this and
0: i believe you did (laughs)
1: Okay. But, like, I don't think... uh, How much do you know?
0: I don't know anything, but I know there was a movie on TNT or a miniseries or something with Chris Pine or Chris Evans or one of those Chrises. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, um, the link to my website and the resources that I used for this episode are in the description of this. So... Yeah, hope you enjoy. So we're going to start with kind of her childhood and then morph into like the timeline and suspects. Okay? Whose who's childhood? Uh, Okay, so, oh, right. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a little over seven decades ago. As you obviously know, you know, there was a murder that was labeled in the papers the Black Dahlia murder. I
0: think I obviously don't know. But okay, okay, stop,
1: stop. Okay, so the woman that was killed, her name was Elizabeth Short. And obviously, you know, we'll get into this. So this is what she looked like.
0: Okay, cool.
1: Cool. Okay, so I know she's really pretty, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, Elizabeth Short was born July 29th 1994 in Hyde Park, Massachusetts. 1994? N- 1924.
0: Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, it makes no sense. Okay. Okay.
1: So, shortly after her parents moved... Shortly after her birth, her parents moved to Medford, Massachusetts.
0: Oh, I love Medford.
1: <laughs> You've never Medford. been there.
0: Medford. I've been there.
1: No, you haven't. Yes, I have. Okay. <laughs> okay, so her father, his name was Cleo Short. Um, for, for real? Yeah. <laughs> so he, okay, his job was he would design mini golf courses and then he would build them. Like, that's how he got his source of income. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's okay. awesome.
0: And his last name was Short. That's funny. <laughs>
1: go away. Okay, so in 1929, when the Great Depression hit, Cleo left his wife, Phoebe Short, and there are five kids. What? Again, what an asshole. He just walked out? Uh, There was... It, all the articles I checked didn't specify, but I assume that's how it happened.
0: Did he take a wrong turn and just keep going? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Okay, so shortly after, <laughs> Cleo... Oh, no, I know. Okay, so... didn't <laughs> can read this. So he faked his death. By leaving his empty car by the side of a bridge, so the authorities, when they found it, just thought he jumped into the lake no below. No way. I know, right? What
0: a coward. I know. So how old was Elizabeth
1: then? Uh, She was five. Okay. Because, yeah. No. Yeah, five. I think okay. I can do math. All right. So her mom, Phoebe, worked multiple jobs, but most of the Schwartz family income came from public assistance. I can't get name so yeah. phoebe then later gets a letter from this no, from cleo who moved to california and the letter basically says that oh i'm alive and i want to see you and she's like nah I'm, I'm not gonna see you Well, how old
0: is she at that at that point when she gets the letter
1: um don't say
0: probably, like six
1: probably a couple years later when
0: she was like eight years old I,
1: it, again none of the articles specify. okay all right Um, and there weren't any, like, newspaper articles or anything about it. Okay. Um, so, you know, uh, Elizabeth, as you can, or at least as I can see, she grew up, and she's really pretty, and she was, she was always told that she looked and acted, like, older than she was.
0: So how old is she in this picture? Like, 14?
1: Um, I think probably I say th- this is probably um a couple years before her death so I would say uh 20 okay around when she
0: day. dies at the end of the story
1: It's called the Black <laughs> Dahlia
0: murder I know but I didn't know if she was the murderer or the victim
1: No it's unsolved <laughs> It's like the biggest part of the Black Dahlia oh, okay. case they never officially like well, found anything
0: Obviously I don't know any of these things
1: Okay well so okay. Elizabeth loved the movies, and it was the family's main source of, like, affordable entertainment. And she loved it because the theater let her escape from her dull reality. Um, Although she had, like, lung problems, like asthma, everyone said that she was basically a Heather, as in from the uh, Conan Gray song. Which... Don't know it. Yeah. But basically, a Heather is, like, the person that, like, everyone wants to be. And she's, like, this perfect person. Heather? Okay. 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 I'll play the song for you later. So, and everyone is saying that, like, oh, she was beautiful. And once you saw her, you couldn't forget her. Okay. Nope. Um, so... And
0: does she still live in Medford, Mass? She's dead. No, I mean, no. At this point in <laughs> the story...
1: Uh, I believe so. Okay.
0: I got it. I get it. She's a victim. She's dead. It was 127 years That's sad, years ago. though.
1: Okay. okay. So she quickly applied for a job as a cashier at the Post Exchange at Camp Cook.
0: Got it. Where so was Camp Cook? I. <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: I only read, like, six articles.
0: Okay. All right. So she's at. she. Okay.
1: So she's at Camp Cook. And the people there quickly noticed her and she won the title of Camp Cutie of Camp Cook. Oh my god. That's, that's weird. so stupid. Exactly. Was she a counselor? Uh no, she was a cashier. Oh, cashier. Yeah.
0: Wait, what kind of camp is this?
1: I don't know. It's, it's a, like
0: it wasn't like a kid summer camp.
1: No, she okay. said applied for a job as a cashier at the post exchange at Camp Cook. Okay, cool. Um so she won that in a beauty contest. T- uh, camp test. Cutie. So Elizabeth was, like, very emotionally vulnerable and desperate for permanent relationships sealed with marriage. She really wanted to get married. So, when she, when other girls were normally, like, out on date nights, she would stay home because, because the guys there would be, like, yo, you know, don't, this girl, she's, like, she doesn't want, like, a, like, a single night thing. No, she wants, like, marriage. So, basically, everyone stayed away from her, and she basically just stayed home.
0: How are you going to get married if you don't go on dates?
1: I I mean, I guess... I mean, obviously, like, this was the 1920s, like, 1930s. Like,
0: yeah.
1: normally, the woman wouldn't ask the man out.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wasn't alive back then. But, but.
0: if she was one of the Heathers, then why didn't anybody ask her? out? doesn't make any sense. I don't understand.
1: Because the guys would tell other guys that she was, like, that she only wanted marriage. She didn't want to, like, hook up for a night. So, like... But she's a Heather. Okay. <sighs> I should okay. brought that up. Okay. So, she began to feel, like, uncomfortable <clears throat> at Camp Cook, and she left to stay with a friend of hers who lived near Santa Barbara.
0: Um,
1: California? Yeah, I think. Okay. Um, So, that's pretty much the end of that, except... You're laughing at me.
0: No. Just... Okay.
1: So the only time that she ever had like a run with the law was September twenty third, nineteen forty three. So she went out with. <laughs> she went out with a group of friends, who were interesting to say the least. Um,
0: well, then don't say the least. What what else does that mean? They were interesting.
1: <laughs> well, they were like really rowdy, and so when they go to this restaurant, um, the staff there called the police. Wow. Okay, okay, so the police felt bad for her and sent her back to Massachusetts, and she soon returned to California.
0: What? what, what? <laughs> the police sent her back to Massachusetts? Yeah. And then she went back to California?
1: <laughs> yeah. This
0: is in 1920-something? No, this is in
1: 1943. Or 1943,
0: so they had airplanes. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Okay. Cause it's a long way from Massachusetts to California.
1: So she soon returned to California but to Hollywood this time. Yeah. Oh, really fancy.
0: That's where I would go. <laughs> <If>
1: I, <were laughs> I don't think for the same reasons. Because gonna... you, you totally look like her. What with her? I mean, you guys kind of had the same hair back in the don't look
0: at day. all like. But
1: but you had a We, we, we,
0: look, we look nothing alike. <laughs> I would never wear a bow in my hair like that.
1: <laughs> I would love to see that. Um,
0: but also, uh, I have friends in Hollywood, so that's where I would go. Oh.
1: Don't you have friends well, in other places?
0: I have one. One friend. <laughs> in hollywood
1: yeah i only have one friend too um yeah. okay so in well when she in uh, in la elizabeth met a pilot named uh lieutenant gordon Fickling, and she that's a horrible name and she fell in love with him and like he was the perfect man that she would like been looking for and she was like okay i'm gonna marry this man however her plans were like you know, the world kind of said psych uh, because he was shipped psych. out to Europe.
0: Oh, for World War Two.
1: I imagine. Okay. So, uh, after that, Elizabeth was, like, kind of heartbroken and she took a couple modeling jobs, but, like, she was, like, dissatisfied. I mean, I could get a modeling job and be like, wow, I can't believe people actually think that. But, so she goes back to, she goes back to, what? Oh, she went back east to the holidays. To spend the holidays in Medford. Oh, my God. Before wow. living... So,
0: let me just get this straight. So, she's like this struggling girl. Like, struggling for work. Her mom's working all these jobs because she's poor. And then she's just flying back, coast to coast. Flying back and forth. Like, whenever she wants it to... Where'd she get the money for that?
1: Well, like I said, she worked a couple of modeling jobs. And, like, she was a cashier. And I think some of her friends would like... Also, she was really pretty, um... Yeah. I don't know. Pretty uh,
0: pretty doesn't buy a plane ticket.
1: No, I know my that. Friend. I'm sure she would just like get other people to pay for it. Uh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's move it along. Move okay. It along, move it. Yeah, that's we're We're going I was down a dark do. road
0: here. This is a dark road we're going down.
1: This here. Is a dark road. Okay. So she she goes back east to spend the holidays in Medford before living with relatives in Miami. Miami? Yeah, Miami. Wow,
0: she's all over the place. Okay, keep going. <laughs>
1: Uh, so she just began kind of, like, dating around servicemen, and again, she fell in love with the pilot, uh, and this time, Major Matt Gordon. So he promised to marry her after he was sent to India, and he came back, however...
0: Did people call him Gordo? I...
1: I don't know. <laughs> okay, so Gordo was killed in action, leaving Elizabeth... Ooh. Heartbroken once again.
0: In India, he was killed in action?
1: That's what the article said. Wow. Okay. So, um, Elizabeth had a period of mourning where she just kind of told the others that uh, he had actually been her husband and that their baby had died in childbirth. Uh, What? Yeah.
0: Why did she say that?
1: I don't know. Do you have journals? No.
0: Why did she? But that's like a weird thing to make up. That's like normal people people who are kind of right in the head don't do don't, don't make well, that up. Well, it's kind
1: of a sob story and if you have a sob story, you like people are more likely to feel bad for you and hire you. I don't know. I
0: feel like you once you start telling stories about your your fake dead baby.
1: Okay. That's like
0: that's definitely crossing a line. Okay, anyway. All right, to so keep going. She's Now she's in Miami.
1: Um so once she began to like recover, she's like, "All right, I'm good." She tries to, like, return to her old life by contending, contacting our friends in Hollywood. Oh. Uh, like her former boyfriend, Gordon. Whoop.
0: No, Gordon was the one that just died.
1: That, okay, Gordon was his last name. The other one was Gordon Fickling. Oh. oh. And Gordon was his first name. I see a connection. She, she, I see got, a connection She's here. got a thing for the pilots with Gordon in their name. Okay, okay. Um... <laughs> So, she began to write with him, to write to him, and then she met with him in Chicago while well, he was in town for a few days. No,
0: this girl's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. She travels more than I do. Okay.
1: Uh, and soon, she was in love with him again.
0: But this time in Chicago.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. I think. Okay. So, then, uh, Gordon is like, yo, let's go to, like, let's, you know... Go to Long Beach. And she's like, all right, bro, let's do it. So they move back to... So she moves back to California to pursue her dream of being in the movies. So
0: With Gordon. I
1: don't I don't think he wants to be in the movies, too. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> but do they move to Long Beach together?
1: Uh, or he just
0: says, let's move to Long Beach and she's like, see ya, I'm going to Hollywood? Or what?
1: None of the I articles specified. Okay. I don't right. know. You were like, finish it before eight. Okay. okay. So. Um... Check in checking the watch. Okay, so... Elizabeth uh, leaves Los Angeles on December 8th, 1946 to take a bus to San Diego. (laughs) She's in San Diego now. Remember that. Okay, cool. So, uh, Elizabeth had been staying with Mark Hansen. He's a suspect, so we will get to that later. Who said the following when he was questioned on... December 16th in 1949.
0: Questioned about what? Her murder. When did she get murdered?
1: Later in the story. I don't know, sir.
0: Okay. Later in the
1: story. So
0: confused. I thought she was just on a bus to San Diego now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And she'd been staying with Mark Hansen.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Who said the following when he was questioned on December 16th, 1949 by Frank Jemison. So... Frank is like, so while she was living at the Chancellor Apartments, she came back to your house and got mail? And then Mark is like, I didn't see her, but she was sitting there one night when I came home with Anne about 5.30, 6 o'clock, sitting and crying, and saying she had to get out of there. She was crying about being scared. One thing and another, I don't know. It's kind of shady if you ask me, but I don't really think you get it. I don't
0: understand any of that, but Okay.
1: Okay. So, oh, um. Got to show you her mugshots from when she ran in. Oh. What what? Okay, but look at those cheekbones. She had really nice cheekbones.
0: Yeah, you know, she kind of looks like um uh I can't remember her name now. Never mind. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for that contribution, Elizabeth. Uh... Short? Elizabeth's short? No, no. Um... I can't remember.
1: Keep going. Uh, okay. So, there... So, while she is in San Diego, she meets and befriends a camera girl from the Aztec Theater. And...
0: Oh, the Aztec Theater famous.
1: Her name is Dorothy French. So, uh, Dorothy finds Elizabeth asleep in one of the, the- seats at the theater. Okay. So Elizabeth tells... uh, She told Dorothy that she left Hollywood because finding a job as an actress was, like, really hard.
0: Elizabeth McGovern. That's her name. That's the actress's name.
1: So random. Okay, so... Anyways, Dorothy felt sorry for Elizabeth, so she invites her to stay at her mom's house. And Elizabeth ended up sleeping there for over a month. So Elizabeth did like very little housework she didn't really do anything for the french family and she continued to party and date okay um so one man that she liked was robert red manley who was later a suspect but his alibi was solid, so. There's a lot
0: of guys in this Please picture. I'm just making that observation. There's a lot of guys in this picture.
1: Well, it is mentioned multiple times that she was very pretty. So, Robert Red Manly, or his nickname was Red. It wasn't yeah. his mom name. Yeah. So, he is a salesman from L.A. who has a pregnant wife at home. Wow. You
0: know who she looks like? What
1: a douchebag. You know who she looks like? Young cover, Gummy?
0: Co- no, cover up the hair. Zach Efron. That's Zach Efron. That's not Zach Efron. <laughs> yes, it is. That is Zach Efron <laughs> no. with a woman's wig on.
1: That's not Zach Efron.
0: Okay. I think it's Zach Efron with a wig.
1: That's not. Okay. Okay. Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay, keep going. So, you're literally a conspiracy theorist. That's Zach Efron. Um, no offense to any conspiracy theorists out there. <laughs> um, so Manley later admits he was attracted to Elizabeth, but he apparently never slept with her. Okay. And so they saw each other on and off for a couple weeks, and eventually Elizabeth asks him for a ride back to Hollywood, and, uh, Red's like, okay, sure. So he picks her up from the French household on January 8th, 1947, and he pays For her hotel room. Wow. And they party together. And then they come back to the hotel room, and supposedly Red sleeps in the bed and Elizabeth sleeps in the chair. And we all know
0: that didn't happen.
1: I mean, if they're gonna do that, you might as well give her the bed.
0: Yeah, that didn't happen.
1: I mean, like, I get back then he was all, oh, I'm a man, I'm better than you, but. (laughs) So, Red had an appointment. Okay, stop laughing at me. (laughs)
0: That's <laughs> just so funny the way he's like. Back then, the man was like, "I'm better than you."
1: Okay. <laughs> so, Red had an appointment in the morning of January 9th and returned to the hotel <laughs> to pick up Elizabeth around noon. So, uh, she was like, "Okay, well, I gotta go back. That I gotta. I, obviously, I'm gonna go back to Massachusetts." She's like, I don't even know at this point where she's living. She's going back and forth. Um I don't know. So, but first, like, she needed to go. Meet her married sister, apparently, um, okay. at the. But she did have five siblings, so that does kind of make sense. Go at ahead. the, Biltmore Hotel in Hollywood. Oh. So Red drives her there, and but like he didn't stick around because like he had an appointment at six thirty p.m. Kind of an appointment to the end. I I don't know. Okay. Nope. Okay. And, so. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Okay. So. Uh, he didn't wait around, because obviously he had that appointment. So, when Red last saw Elizabeth, uh, she was making phone calls in the hotel lobby. So, Red and hotel employees were the last people to see Elizabeth Short alive. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, as far as the the LAPD could tell... Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not only did, okay, only Elizabeth's killer saw her after January 9th, 1947. Okay. She was missing for... So she
0: disappeared from the hotel? Yeah. Okay.
1: So she was missing for six days from the Biltmore Hotel before her body was found. On January 15th, 1947. So a woman is walking her with her three-year-old daughter, to the market. And she looks over, and she sees what she initially thinks is a mannequin. But, I mean, come on now. It's never just a mannequin, as crime junkies know. It's never just a mannequin. Okay. That's another podcast. Okay, I didn't
0: know that, but
1: okay. Uh, so she looks closer and realizes that it's not a mannequin. It's Elizabeth Short's body. Um... Oh, my God. So, detectives arrive on the scene, and these are veteran detectives, so supposedly they've, like, seen it all, and they're shocked. Supposedly, they've never seen anything as brutal as this. So, uh, the unsub, as an unknown subject...
0: I watch Criminal Minds. I know that word.
1: Right, okay. Starts mailing in notes to the press taunting the police. Uh Oh really? Yeah, stop trying to find me. Don't try to find me. I'm going to Mexico. I'll give myself up for ten year for ten thousand dollars or I will give up in die killing if I get ten years, do not try to find me.
0: So these like a handwritten Oh no.
1: No, they're okay, so they were going cut the
0: letters out of like newspapers?
1: Yeah. And magazines. So that is
0: stone cold.
1: So there's that one. And then there's this one. So, do you want to read those?
0: Go slow, man killer says. Black Dahlia case. I will give up in Dahlia killing if I get ten years. Don't try to find me. These are all fakes. These can't be... like. These sound like fakes. Like copycat letters or something.
1: Well, yeah. In my notes I have... Was it really the unsub? And then like a million question marks. I mean... However, okay, I'm not done. Okay. So, um, so the person sending these letters promises to send in some of her personal belongings, and they do. Oh, so, they do? Yeah, they find some photographs that are, that belong to her, some, her birth certificate, and a lot of her personal belongings. Her birth
0: certificate? Yeah. That's creepy. How does...
1: I don't know, okay. man. Okay, okay. Um... Again, talk about that later. Okay. So, on... Okay, so obviously on a cold winter morning, seven miles south of Hollywood, Elizabeth is found nude, carefully posed, and... Like, not dumped, but, like, posed just to the side of the sidewalk. Like, the killer wanted her to be found.
0: Like, just, like, out on the sidewalk? Like, on a regular street?
1: Next to the sidewalk. That's bizarre. Um. So... I looked at the autopsy and the official cause of death was. think. shock due to concussion of the brain and lacerations to the face. So, Elizabeth. hemorrhage? Shorts,
0: like hemorrhage? Like a brain hemorrhage? Yeah. Okay.
1: And, uh. So, yeah, okay. So, her. Hands were positioned above her head, kind of like how at a concert you might have your hands up like you're jumping and cheering. Her hands were basically like that above her head. Mm-hmm. And she was on her stomach, and she had been surgically bisected at the waist. What? Ugh, That's I know. disgusting. I know! Was... Why didn't you warn me of that? It's so gross. Well, I couldn't spoil it. And i that's why I had to stop watching the documentary that I was taking notes oh, on. Oh, God. And I decided to just do research. Okay. So... According to an FBI letter on February twenty fifth, nineteen forty seven, the manner in which Elizabeth Short's or, sorry, quote, the manner in which Elizabeth Short's body was dissected had indicated the possibility that the murderer was a person somewhat experienced in medical work. The Los Angeles Police Department had undertaken has undertaken to develop suspects among the medical and general schools in the area, as well as among other students who have anything to do with Human anatomy. I'm sorry. End quote.
0: I'm sorry. I get the surgeon thing, but dentists, really? Dentists don't know how to cut people in half. That doesn't make any sense. That's like, that makes no sense. That's like they should look at school teachers because they know how to use scissors. I mean, it doesn't make any
1: sense. (laughs) We are teachers.
0: They didn't remove her teeth.
1: No, obviously they didn't. They
0: cut her in half. Dentists did not. Okay. Anyway. All right.
1: There wasn't any blood on the scene uh, indicating that she'd been killed ...somewhere else, despite being clean-cut across her waist. Um, so, then I have this newspaper uh, clipping from the Daily Police Bulletin. And want, and basically, it just says, Wanted information Elizabeth Short between dates January 9th and 15th, 1947. So, her description is female, American, 22 years... 5 feet 6 inches, 118 pounds, black hair, green eyes, very attractive, bad lower teeth, fingernails chewed too quick. This subject found brutally murdered, body severed and mutilated January 15th, 1947, at 39th and Norton. Crying. Ew, that's disgusting. So, this is,
0: this is in Los Angeles? Yeah. Okay.
1: Um. Okay, so, subject on whom information wanted last seen on January 9th. 1947 when she got out of car at biltmore hotel at that time she was wearing a black suit no collar on coat probably cardigan style white fluffy blouse uh black high-heeled shoes nylon stockings white gloves full-length beige coat and she was carrying a plastic a black plastic handbag with two handles 12 by 8 inches in which she had a black address book so, she was last seen, obviously, at the Belmar Hotel. And then that's the end of that article. Okay. You can look at that if you want to. Oh, that's the
0: same picture you showed me before.
1: Yeah, except now it's a newspaper article. Okay, cool. So, the LAPD looked at people who had medical experience and were accused of sex crimes. And that's when the first suspect we're going to talk about falls in. So, many people consider this case to be solved because there is a suspect who, you know, did have a lot of evidence that pointed towards him. And his name is George Hodell.
0: George Hodell? Yeah. Okay.
1: I think that's how you pronounce it. So he falls into the group of people that they were looking at and this is what he looks like. And he already looks creepy. He has this, like... he
0: has but, this, Is that really him?
1: Uh, Seriously? That's yeah. a
0: fancy looking picture. That looks like a headshot from a, like a movie... From like he an
1: actor. had a lot of money, and we'll get okay. into that. But okay, so he
0: was he a doctor? Yes. Mm. Uh, duh. He
1: had medical experience. Suspicious. Yes. Obviously, I will get into it. But he is like this. He has this weird hair. He looks like he looks like a Ken doll.
0: The mustache looks fake too.
1: Yeah, it's just crazy. <laughs> okay, so
0: kind of looks like Joe Montana.
1: No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. A little bit. I would rather. Meet Joe, then George.
0: Wouldn't it be so cool if they made a movie about it though, when Joe Montana played him and Zac Efron played her? <laughs> no. That would be so cool. <laughs> totally. That's not okay.
1: That's totally Zac Efron. That's not okay. Zac Efron. All right,
0: keep going. Just
1: wait. How do I? How
0: did you? You just cover up the hair. That's Shit. not the picture of that. You can see it better in this picture.
1: Yeah, because this one she's smiling. Telling okay.
0: you that is Zac Efron.
1: That's not. Wait, hold up. No, I have to. Or watch. is it Jared Leto? Maybe it's Jared Leto. No, it's It's Elizabeth Short. one of them. One of them. Okay, so the police bugged George Hodel's house. So one mic was in the master bedroom, and one was in his office. And the cords ran down to the basement, and they recorded for six weeks. And I will tell you what came from that. Please. Okay, so I'll start with kind of... Okay, so the LAPD recorded from February 18th, 1950 to March 27th, 1950. Oh, so this is years
0: later. This is years after she disappeared then. Because she disappeared in 1947.
1: It was only a, a few years after. Okay. It was like three years. Yeah. So the mics were monitored by 18 detectives. So a note taken by one of the detectives monitoring it. So, quote, 8.25 p.m., Woman screamed. Woman screamed screamed again. It should be noted that the woman was not heard before the scream. End quote. Um, That's right, Kirby. So, later that's... But did they go
0: to try to help the woman? Is a policeman listening, and there's a woman screaming. Did he try to go help her?
1: Well, that's not... uh, But then they would know that they... Then he would know that they were listening, and then they wouldn't get that confession. Okay, Okay. I am not a police officer. I'm not a detective. All right. Okay. The most experience I have in that is watching 14 seasons of Criminal Minds. Okay. So, then, another, another thing he said was, quote, realized... Uh, okay, so later he was heard talking on the phone to supposedly some German dude. So, quote, realized, realized there was nothing I could do. Put a pillow over her head, cover her with a blanket... Get a taxi. Expired twelve fifty nine. They thought there was something fishy. Any, anyway, now they may have figured it out. Killed her. End quote. And oof. So. Supposedly he's talking about a secretary that was that. Many people have been like, "Oh yeah, he killed that secretary."
0: Oh my god. And
1: supposedly that is, I know he just looks evil.
0: So is he the Black Dahlia?
1: No, no, okay, so I will explain why Elizabeth Short was called the Black Dahlia, but oh, okay. that was basically what the oh, press named the her, like, named that murder. Okay. She was a Black Dahlia, and she was murdered, therefore the Black Dahlia murder. Okay. Um. So, the secretary is supposedly Ruth Spaulding. So, Ruth died from an apparent drug overdose. So... <clears throat> And I could not find whether or not Ruth had, like, had, like, any history of, you know, drug abuse or anything like that. So, not completely sure. I mean, he was a doctor, so he would have drugs, but, like, honestly, like, he could find drugs.
0: What kind of drugs did people get addicted to in 1947?
1: I was born in the 2000s, so honestly, like, I... You're more likely to know. You were born in, like, the 1800s, (laughs) so... Uh I know, I'm so funny, right? Um, Okay. (laughs) Triggered. So, um, George had been present when uh, Ruth had died, and then he burned some of her belongings before the police were called, so the case was dropped due to lack of evidence.
0: Wow.
1: So, yeah, he, he totally Super killed creepy. her. right? Yeah, yeah, suspicious. That is so sus. So, uh, documents were later found that, and they indicated that she was going to blackmail George for intentionally misdiagnosing patients and, you know, making them pay for... These tests and medical treatments oh. and unnecessary prescriptions. So
0: he was a he was an active doctor, like he had patients. Yeah. And she was his secretary for his doctor's practice.
1: Yeah. So he had his own personal practice in, uh, like clinic he had.
0: And he was super shady. And she's like, "You're being shady." But instead of going to the police, she's starting to blackmail him. And then yeah. he killed her.
1: I mean, that's the theory. But wow. like, honestly, like. I don't know. The
0: world can be an ugly place.
1: Also she could have just died and he was just crazy. I don't know we don't really know enough about Ruth.
0: Okay <laughs> you know I feel like I feel like if more than like one person could die under mysterious circumstances in your life and you' and maybe that's just tragic <clears throat> but twice in three years no way.
1: huh okay I okay. So, um, Lieutenant Frank Jemison, like I mentioned earlier. He was the detective. That interviewed, um, Mark Henson, question mark?
0: Yeah. Mark.
1: So, he, uh, so he was of the Los Angeles District Attorney's Office, and he wrote the report to the grand jury uh, dated February 20th, 1951. And in the report, he said that Lillian Denorak, Denorak, I don't know, who had lived with George, uh, identified Elizabeth Short as one of his girlfriends. So she also said that Honel had spent some time around like the Biltmore Hotel, where obviously, you know, uh, Short had been dropped off before she went missing. Also, that's sus. Um,
0: Wait, so this guy is saying that, that she was... Or sorry, this woman was saying that... Elizabeth Short was one of George Hodel's girlfriends like previously? Yeah. Okay, okay.
1: So... George... This son of a bitch. Sorry. He has an alibi, but no one... But, Supposedly, no witnesses have come forward to corroborate it. So he claims he was out partying. Um, so in nineteen ninety
0: nine, well, his an alibi where no one can corroborate is just like you saying I wasn't there. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like when, that's not an alibi. That's just like I wasn't there.
1: Yeah, I think it would be more like me saying, you know, like, oh yeah, I was like. I was at school or something because obviously like I go to school would be it'd be different if I said I was like oh yeah I was you know I was I was playing football with Bram because I never play football with Bram where he partied a lot but like okay. yeah I agree it's okay. kind of stupid so yeah. in 1999 um his okay so George's son his name is Steve Hodell, he inherits a photo album from his dad after he died.
0: In nineteen
1: ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine. Okay. So this was
0: like twenty one years ago. So George Adell did not get convicted of the crime.
1: No. Okay. Because this evidence was okay, it doesn't matter. Okay. So he sees a woman in this, like a naughty picture of her, who kind of who I mean, it's she has like the same hair, but also like A lot of people had that hairstyle, so it could just have easily been someone else.
0: Okay.
1: However, it would kind of make sense, because supposedly, you know, she was one of his girlfriends. Okay. So he thinks that... So he believes... Okay, so Steve thinks that George was having an affair, and then something happened, or she wanted out, so he, you know, pretty much killed her. Okay. So, like I said, he... Had his own private uh practice and, like, a VD clinic in Los Angeles. So, okay. Then we, like, get this really nice shot. Or at least in the documentary I was watching. We get this, like, really nice shot of his house. And I went in the websites that I was looking at. Yeah. I, uh, I saw a lot of pictures of his house. It's it's a really nice house. He was rich. Well, yeah. The, yeah. And, but, like, it's really nice. Like, I mean, maybe not, like have a billionaire mansion but like it was it was it was really nice (laughs) like he like the living room looked like a hotel (laughs) lobby you know like it wasn't that big but it looked like that so and fun fact is actually built by frank lloyd wright jr in 1926 really which is cool because we live right
0: around the corner
1: from his house frank lloyd wright's house and studio Oh yeah, house and studio, I'm sorry. So uh so okay, so Steve thinks that George was paid handsomely to make Hollywood stars dark secrets go away quietly. Like 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 for instance, like stars if they got pregnant, being pregnant would ruin their careers. And you know, like abortions were illegal then, at least in Los Angeles, so he so thinks he would do that
0: illegal abortions.
1: Yeah, and then they would pay him to not tell anyone. Got it. So that's why. Again, he also thinks that the police knew it was him, but didn't arrest him because he thinks that the police like had dirty secrets or dark secrets, and George knew about them. This is
0: his own son who thinks this about him. Yeah. Wow.
1: You'll see why his his dad was. Not a good father. Um, And get to that in one second. But he thinks that the cops would rather, or at least the LAPD at the time, would rather, you know, let him keep doing these practices because they didn't want their wives or whatever finding out about their secrets. Okay. So, in 1940, George was tried for after his 14-year-old daughter accused him of molesting her. Wait,
0: 1940? Uh, yeah, in
1: 1940. Okay. So this was before that. Before murder. that, okay. That's why they he fell into the net of, like, doctors with sex crime. Problems. Okay. So he wasn't found guilty, <clears throat> uh, or he was acquitted. Because, okay. and also, according to another article I found, and Steve also claims that His dad was, like, abusive. I was about to, oh, my God, this piece of shit. So, later, also, in the the tapes, when the police were recording him, he says, suppose I did kill the Black Dahlia. They can't prove it now. Which is really sus, but it's not, like, completely a confession. I did kill the Black Dahlia, you know?
0: Yeah, but if you didn't do it, why would you say that?
1: Exactly. I mean, he was a selfish son of a bitch, but, like, he... I don't know. I don't know the way he talked or anything. So, back to that, um... rape charge. So, he threw, like, drug-infused parties and orgies in his gold bedroom. That's right, his gold bedroom. And yeah. in 1949, uh, George Riddell's daughter... Tamar runs away from home. I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay. And when the police question her, she says her home life, her quote, her home life was too depressing. End quote. But um, is this
0: another daughter, or that was the same daughter as nineteen forty?
1: Um, I believe it is the same. Same daughter. daughter. Okay. Um, so she then, okay, so her quote. Her home life was too depressing, end quote, on account of, quote, all the sex parties at the Franklin house, end quote. Oh. I, know. I hate him. Like, I... Gross. Exactly. Thank you. I. This was horrible to watch.
0: Yeah, I can't, I can't believe... Do we have to keep going? <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: Thankfully, it wasn't in the documentary, and I just read it, because reading it's a lot yeah. better than watching. Ugh. Yeah. So... <laughs> not... Salacious.
0: And That's it... what this is. It's a salacious story. Huh. Mm -hmm.
1: So in my notes, I have what a piece of shit this dude. No wonder people think he's a murderer. Sorry.
0: Okay, language. Come on. Come on. So
1: when police questioned him, he said that the acts he was accused of were quote unclear, like a dream. I can't figure out whether someone is hypnotizing me. End quote. And Then he insists, or am I hypnotizing someone? Which end quote? That doesn't make sense at all. No, not. So when they raid his home. They find, uh, okay, so they didn't actually specify, they just say questionable objects, which the only thing that they said that included was pornography. Oh. Ugh. Ew, I hate this dude so much.
0: I thought questionable object meant like an object that you could ask a question of. Yeah, well, You could be like, hey object, what color are you?
1: Okay, shut up. I'm no, questioning
0: but... this questionable object. You go ahead.
1: This is a serious case. I know, but it's... Someone was murdered, Dad.
0: Yep. Multiple people were murdered.
1: And sexually assaulted. Like, that's yep. not okay. So, okay, three witnesses testified at George's trial and said that they had seen the sexual assault happen. Uh, okay. Of
0: of Elizabeth Schwartz?
1: No, of Tamara's daughter. Oh, okay, okay. So... I think this asshole should have gone to prison... But he was acquitted after launching a smear campaign directed at his daughter.
0: At his teenage daughter?
1: Uh, so she was 14. I believe. I think if it's the same daughter, then she was 14 in 1940. So she was a little bit over 20 in
0: 1949. Oh, okay. That's so. Horrible.
1: He soon sold the house and left the country. Ooh, That's suspicious. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Uh, I... I think it was Thailand, but, I, again, I couldn't find anything okay. on it. So he just he
0: just leaves the country.
1: Gone. Yeah, he sells the house and leaves the country. Stupid. Guilty
0: right? as hell.
1: Yeah, you know, innocent until proven guilty, but...
0: No, guilty. Clearly
1: guilty. <laughs> no, guilty. So, uh, family members and old friends kind of like, basically... Uh, Steve has, like, these mad libs of, like, people saying that his father, George, was involved in many other, like, these like these horrible things. Like, again, the murder of, supposedly, that secretary. Ew. So, uh, basically, his family members and old friends filled in the blanks to complete this mad lib. And the mad lib was titled the... Uh, pretty much, you know, George Hodel and everything horrible that he's ever done. Wow. So... So, something else that was recorded when the DA bugged the house, or George's house, and I can't find the transcript itself, so I can't play it. However, according to one article, supposedly... Uh, a woman was assaulted. They hear a sound of a woman being assaulted, and then they hear the sound of digging.
0: What? Yep. Like is burying someone?
1: That's the that's the theory.
0: Wow. So this guy's like just a serial killer.
1: Well, I mean, we don't completely know that. And Kinda, though. I think serial killer is more quality over quantity, and. It's kind of sad, the amount of stuff that I know about serial killers after watching Criminal Minds.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. That shows... Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, those are suspects. So, okay, so... There are co- more suspects. Yeah, we're going to get to those later. Oh, let's
0: move it along here.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. So... The exact thing that George said on the transcript was Supposing I did kill the black dolly. I imagine he said it with an accent, but I can't. I'm not good with accents. They can't prove it now. They can't talk to my secretary anymore because she's dead. End quote. He is creepy. Yeah. So, a little bit of backstory. So, originally, Elizabeth Short went to Hollywood. To become discovered and be a movie star, and obviously, like I said, she was attractive, and but like she was in way in over her heads. So supposedly, every man that met her said, "Oh, you better be in movies." So, as our uh, as our narrator for half the documentary that I watched, she was out in shark infested waters. Oh,
0: she sure was.
1: So, okay, so now to why um, people were like, people, the, the press called the Black Dahlia. So, supposedly the Black Dahlia was a name that her male, friend, her, her male friends gave her. And that name the press used to pretty much hook readers. And there's also, like, I think it was a murder mystery movie that had come out a little bit earlier called the Blue Dahlia.
0: Oh, I see.
1: So, originally investigators treated everyone who knew Elizabeth Short as a suspect. And by June 1947, the police had processed and eliminated a list of 75 suspects. Wow. By
0: She knew a lot of people.
1: By December 1948, the detectives had considered 192 suspects in total. Seriously? Yep.
0: I don't even know if I know 192 people.
1: <laughs> so, okay. So, now, we have... The, now we have the suspect. <clears throat> so, we have Dr. Patrick S. O'Reilly. So, this is him, I believe. Okay. And he was a medical doctor. And he knew Elizabeth Short through Mark Hansen, who we'll get to soon. And according to the Los Angeles District Attorney's Files, uh, O'Reilly was, like, really close with Hansen, and he often went to the nightclub that Hansen owned around the time of the murder. Okay. So O'Reilly also supposedly attended sex parties at Malibu with Hanson. I know, I hate this story. So he had been convicted of assault with a deadly weapon, and pretty much he almost beat his secretary to death. Okay. And
0: I, ugh. So there's more bad guys in the picture here.
1: Yep. Okay. Sometimes... Whatever. Huh, okay. So so uh, he had violent crimes with sexual motive, that's why he was considered and he was a medical doctor. Yep. So the files noted that O'Reilly's right pectoral had been surgically removed. So which was, you know, kind of like that's similar weird. to the mutilation that was on Elizabeth Short's body. Uh it uh, also the notical mentioned that O'Reilly so this dude was once married to the daughter of one of the LAPD captains. That's sus, and that's okay. all the information I was. Wait, out but what does that about. have
0: to do with it? That he was married to a policeman's daughter.
1: Maybe that they didn't arrest him, or something like that. I'm not completely sure. Oh yeah. So, then onto Mark Hanson, and this is what he looks like. He he just looks creepy.
0: He looks creepy like um like Mitch McConnell looks creepy. You know, he doesn't look creepy like scary. He looks creepy like, just sort of like... He
1: has a weird chin.
0: He doesn't... Yeah, that's... Yeah.
1: And normally I don't drag people, but in this case, I'm allowed to drag these people because they're disgusting. So, Mark Hansen was a nightclub and a theater owner. And he knew Elizabeth Short when she was in Los Angeles. So... Hansen allowed, like I said earlier, uh, Elizabeth Short to live at his home on several occasions between May and October of 1946, so shortly before her death. So on January, or like a year, so on January 8th, 1947, uh, Elizabeth Short calls Mark Hansen in Los Angeles from San Diego, where she currently was, and Hanson was one of the last people to speak to Elizabeth Short before her disappearance, which was on that call. So when uh, LAPD, like, interviewed him about this, Mm -hmm. uh, he did admit to talking to her, but everything that he... A lot of the stuff that he said basically contradicted what he said in the call and what happened in the call. Okay. So... Then the Examiner, I think that's a newspaper, received a package from Elizabeth's killer, or supposedly her killer, or the unsub, on January 24th, 1947. So the package included Elizabeth's shorts, obviously her birth certificate, photographs, business cards, and an address book with Mark Hansen on the cover. Oh, creepy. So Hansen tells the LAPD that like, the book had belonged to him, but he'd never used it, and he'd given it to, uh, Elizabeth Short as, mm-hmm. like, a gift. hmm And, so he, so Mark Hansen doesn't have any criminal record or any history of violence, so the LAPD just, like, drop it, and eventually he dies of natural causes. Okay. And the case is still unsolved today. It's not,
0: it's not him. It doesn't sound like, there's not like nothing that makes me think it would be him. No violent history.
1: I think it was George.
0: Yeah, that guy's... The guy who flees to Thailand after other people are... We don't ra- know it was he's Thailand. The, he's by far the most suspicious one of all of them. Also, he's the creepiest looking. This guy just looks like a little bit of a gangster. This guy just looks like a Republican. Wow. Um,
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> um, this
0: is a crazy story. I don't understand how you could go through, like, watch the documentary and read all the articles, and it's, like, really scary.
1: Well, I had to pick the thing that had the least, like, amount of, like... Like, okay, so the documentary that I watched was the episode of Conspiracies, which is a show on Netflix, and the the episode itself was called The Hollywood Files. Okay. And so the second half is about the death of, like, Bruce Lee and his son.
0: Oh, Brandon Lee?
1: Yeah, so... Honest, obviously, like, um, so there have, there has been a lot of evidence that, like, their deaths were, like, an accident.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, like, with the accidental shooting on set and stuff. Yeah. However, I didn't really want to, like, I, there were so many conspiracies. Like, there, there was even this dude who decided to, like, sit in the shadow of the camera because he was so scared of the triads. Like, he was like, like oh my god, the triads killed Bruce, Bruce Lee, So it's this whole thing, and I was like, okay, well, I have to pick the one that I can find the most information on. I gotcha. That's, like, most people wouldn't really know about. So, or at least you didn't really know about. So (laughs) I chose the, so in the first half of the episode, it covers the Black Dolly case. So I did that, and then I looked on the FBI website, um... For the Black Dahlia mm-hmm. and there wasn't really a lot of stuff um, Oh, But and then I looked at the la.curb.com and then I also Okay, I will also link all these websites on my um, On my website which will be in the description so I also use the blackdahlia.web.unc.edu. Okay. Fun, right?
0: Cool. Yeah.
1: It's totally easy to say. Yeah. It just rolls right off the tongue. It sure does. Um, And yeah, that's it. That's the Black Dahlia case. That's crazy. It's still unsolved. However, I know who I think did it. Um, and also, again, that the... Girl in the picture is not Zac Efron. Please remember that. Jared,
0: Jared Leto. It's Jared Leto. It's not Jared Leto. It's one of those two.
1: It's No, it's Elizabeth Believe show.
0: me, if you see this picture and you cover up the hair, it looks just like one of those two guys. Like, so seriously, it looks just like one of them. Well, I really appreciate I you having see. me on your show.
1: It's not a show.
0: On your, po- <laughs> on your podcast. On your
1: podcast. Thank
0: you for having me on your podcast. I hope I can come back again sometime. <laughs>
1: Okay, so that was this episode. Uh, again, I'm Ava Lebovitz, and this is
0: Aaron Leibovitz.
1: Um, And I suggest that you read these articles. And this case is very interesting, and it's horrible. And also, George Hoda totally did it. Um, anyways, I hope you enjoyed. Go ahead and check out my website and the research. Brain cell massacre podcast. Podcast. Yeah okay so yeah no that's not my clip go okay. so I hope you I hope you enjoyed uh, and I will see you guys I'm not gonna see you guys I you will hear me <laughs> next <laughs> Monday.